0: Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. There is nothing God cannot do. Hallelujah. If you're sick, it's your day today. Whatever this is, Hallelujah. Whatever disease, machines are going to deny you. Microscopes are going to deny you. They're going to say we don't know you. Hallelujah. Somebody just raise your hands and worship God. I feel the praise of God. Speak in other tongues. Somebody, let's worship
1: Jesus Christ. I think about your son. I've seen about your eyes. What's the word?
0: just you. Knowing very well that he has good plans to make you prosper
1: and not to help you. Knowing very well that the lines have fallen unto you in prison
0: places and you have a goodly heritage. Knowing very well that he was your helper in the ages past and your hope for years to come. Knowing very well that he's the lifter
1: of your head. Knowing very well that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Knowing very well well that he lifted you out of a very clear and set your feet upon the rock, Know very well that he's your helper, your present help in times of need. Knowing very well that he will never lie, Knowing very well that he has been there and will always be. He's the best thing that has ever happened to you. He's the first and the last. He's your Tyra, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Nisi, he's your shepherd, He's your friend, that ever present help in times of need. Hey.
0: Listen, listen, listen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says, And yet, this signifieth the shaking of those things that must be shaken, that those which must remain shall remain. I want you to tap your foot down and shake certain things right now. Hit your foot down. Hell is, right Hell is shaking right now. Hell is shaking right now. Hell is shaking right now. Stop your foot in the name of Jesus. Your finances, your ministry, your mind, your body, your soul, everything about you. Hallelujah! 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 Every stamp you were hitting, hell was literally shaking. <laughs> and Satan, he said, "What's that?" <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, listen, I get, I get too much meditation when I'm bathing. Oh. <laughs> I get too much meditation when I'm what? Basing. Today I was bathing and then I saw my future. And I told the devil, you better practice spitting teeth. Because, holy barra. Did you didn't hear what I he say? I told the devil, you better start practicing spitting teeth. Because I'm going to blow him up. I'm going to blow him up. Somebody tell the devil, devil, practice spitting teeth. I said, practice spitting teeth. Praise the Lord Jesus. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The devil better practice speaking teeth. He better do exercise. (laughs) Acts 24. Let's go to the 16th verse. Something is going to happen. Tell anybody something is going to happen. Something's gonna happen. Tell me about something's gonna happen. Tell somebody something's gonna happen. Let's read. I want to go. He said. Hearing, do I exercise myself to what? To always have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. Read it again. Herein do I exercise myself to have? Always a conscious void of offense toward God and toward man. Give the Amplified. The Amplified says, Therefore, I always exercise and I discipline myself, mortifying my body, deadening my carnal affections, my bodily appetites and worldly desires, endeavoring in all respects to have a clear, unshaken, blameless conscience, void of offense toward God. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now, the spirit world, okay, is a world of principles. Hallelujah. Because when you are talking of the spiritual world, you're talking of another realm. You're not talking of the usual realm you're living in. That is why the Greek word for kingdom actually is realm when John the Baptist says that repent ye for the kingdom of God is nigh it literally translates as repent ye for the realm of God is coming and the word there for repentance is the place where he's saying change your mindset because there's a certain realm that needs a certain mind so the Bible says that repent ye change your mindset for the realm of God is coming it means that the, the, the mind that human beings have cannot function effectively in the realm which was coming do you understand what I'm trying to tell you because you're dealing with another world You're not dealing with the usual world that you're living in. The world you're breathing and eating food in. Hallelujah. So when the kingdom of God is come, the realm of God is come. it means that men have the opportunity to live in that realm or not live in it. It's a choice. Hallelujah. It's possible to live in that realm. It's possible not to live in that realm. If a man lives in that realm, he becomes different from a man which is not living in that realm. But in the realm of the kingdom, like there are natural laws of the earth, there are spiritual laws. Like it is easy for gravity to take you down when you jump. So it is with the spirit. The spirit realm has laws. And those laws will work for anybody who accesses it. You understand? Sadly, the scriptures tell you that the children of this, of this generation have become wiser than the children of the light in their own generation. In other words, the human being has used enough genes to access the spirit world more effectively than the children of God who have divine access can access and function. Hallelujah. Hallelujah a man cannot go for which to do witchcraft and fly in the air he, it's he can't do it and you don't know how who understand what i mean a man cannot say that i'm the other day i was on television i saw a guy flying in air not camera tricks originally sorcery. you get what i'm trying to say and i said now if this guy can do this if this unbeliever can do this what about the children of god He's not supposed to inspire me to seek God But sadly he did You get my point? Why? Because Christians are still falling off cliffs Who understands what I'm saying? So the Spirit world works with the principles Those principles are above even the giftings on your life Even if you don't have a gift But you function by the principles You'll see results in your life Why? Because God honors principles above gifts Say amen God honors principle above gifts. And therefore, many a time when we preach this gospel, some of the things that we share therein are principles that are learned and understood. When we teach these principles, the reason why we teach these principles is to make you, because we are living in a generation where we are awakening Christians to the fact that it's not only in the man of God. Because the past generations used to tell us, now the special man of God is coming in. Then camera show the special man of God coming in. Now the special man of God is going to lay hands on the special sick woman. You understand? Then the sick, are you sick? You understand? And then somebody dies and then they say, I wish you were here. When the special man of God was here, you would not have died. I don't know whether you understand what I'm going to tell you. So you live at the mass of the special. But those things have changed. Amen. Hallelujah. The time has come where lame men will come on the door and the usher will tell him, don't disturb Apostle Grace. He's preaching in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. And after they walk, you go on your chair like this, like it wasn't supposed to be a mystery. You understand? You don't say, yeah, I'm the one who made her walk. I'm smart like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm anointed. One more, one sum. Uh-huh. No, you go back like nothing happened. Look at Philip. The scriptures tell you, Philip is a cook, a cook. After making sure these guys have had breakfast, the guy goes to his own things. Are you hearing me? Opens blind eyes, deaf ears, and lunchtime is coming back to serve apostle Peter. You understand? Like nothing happened. Tell your neighbor the days are come. Tell somebody the days are come. In the name of Jesus. You know, the Lord revealed to me as I go, all this generation needed was to just step into a certain source. All you needed was to just tap into all we just needed was to tap into that thing and say, uh, this is it. Are you hearing me? And when it's flowing us out of us, because of the lines of yielding, it doesn't only flow out of us in portion. No, it is superaboundingly beyond limit and measure. Hallelujah. Because that is what the Lord is doing. He said, He prophesied his own mouth. He says that in the last days knowledge shall increase, knowledge shall increase, knowledge shall increase. Knowledge shall increase. And if the same prophet tells you that In your days wisdom and stability shall be Wisdom and knowledge shall be The stability of your times and the strength of your salvation He means the time has come Where men are strong by knowledge They are not strong because they overprayed. Not that praying is bad But we have prayed without knowledge Before some of you understand what I'm saying The guy goes to a prayer mountain Spends there 20 days And he comes back poorer than the way he went Broke than the way he went And Christians are saying And Christians are saying do you know how many people have believed of a God who just can't appear? He seems like he doesn't hear. He seems like he doesn't respond. He seems like he doesn't want to know. Are you hearing me? And some people like I don't know, maybe God hears special people, and that is why we go for the, to certain people to hear for us. Are you hearing me? And then I realized that the issue as a generation. If our generation knows what the Lord is now distributing on us. Are you hearing me? You're going to realize that it is something too crazy for any man to resist. But it's not going to leave any man unharmed. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to leave any man unharmed. In the name of Jesus Christ. So when he says, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. These are the times we're living in. No man without wisdom is going to survive these times. The Bible says that in the days of ignorance, God winked. But now he calleth all men to turn their minds to repentance. You get my point? God might understand if a man is ignorant. But he won't understand if he is releasing knowledge. And men are refusing to understand. Because this knowledge, the the things God is releasing in our generation. They are faster than how much we can adopt individually. But they are coming anyway. They are coming in our sleep. They are coming when we are reading our Bibles, when we are singing her psalms and hymns, spiritual th- songs, and to our Lord making melody in our hearts, those things are coming every other day. Some of you realize that there's a way things drop in your spirit, and you say why nah, it's a fulfillment of the time that in the last days knowledge shall increase because he in knew that's what men needed to be stable. Say amen. amen. Now let me go deep. So when Paul says that I exercise myself every day to have a conscience. Void of offense toward God. The conscience, let me define the conscience for you. The conscience is the part in a man's soul which knows. That means that in the dispensation of the conscience, no man can relate with God by faith. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. Are you hearing me? The knowledge of God transcends faith. When a man is functioning from the wisdom perspective, the eternal plane, because eternity doesn't have faith. Why? Because all the things you consider as evidence of things not seen, eternally are seen. And the Bible says that the things that have been hid have now been made visible. Even the Godhead, that men are without excuse. So, you cannot live a life of Christianity and say, I don't know where I'm going. You can't say, I don't know my future. Because the place of knowing your future is not a dispensation of God sitting before you and playing a camera. No. <laughs> because He did not. Oh, how can I blow your brain? He did not. Listen, listen. Look at the ministry of faith versus prophecy. He said. Let a man prophesy, speak in his future according to his level of faith, not according to what I've planned in his life. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I, I might, I'm, what I'm talking about you is deeper than what I've planned for you. Joshua 1 8, this word shall not depart from your mouth, and thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayst observe to do according, and then thou shalt make your way prosperous and have good success. You make your way, God doesn't. You make your way, God doesn't. Now, the ministration of faith distributed to us is according to our level of faith we prophesy. If you have faith that you can shake this world, you say, I will shake this world. This was the spirit of faith. He says, for us, we believed, so we spoke. Not as what the Lord spoke to us that we would be. Therefore, we believed what the Lord spoke to us, and therefore, we spoke what we believed that the Lord spoke to us and promised about us to be. No. It has nothing to do with what you can be. It has everything to do with him giving you the access to determine your course. Yeah. Now, no pastor can say, but me, God gave me 200 people. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh you make your way prosperous look you make your way prosperous don't say me God called me to do for businesses no you make your way you make your way prosperous when this word comes in your mouth and it comes into your spirit and you get a hold of it he says then shall you make your way you shall make your way you'll make your job you'll make your ministry you'll make your marriage you'll make your children are you hearing me Everything in your way shall be made by you. So, the Bible says that we prophesy according to our level of faith. Are you ready to believe that you're the deepest preacher on earth? Because the sky is bigger for any man. If you say the best preacher, God will throw you the other side, even me, the best one. He also throws me the other side. But do you believe you're the richest man in the world? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? He says, prophesy according to the proportion of faith. How much faith is within you? Speak forth, speak forth. This is deeper than any prophet can ever say on your life. Not that the prophetic is wrong, no. I'm only saying a prophet can say, I see you're going to be big. And then you say, no, I am bigger than big. And it's not bad to be big, but it's good to be bigger than big that the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus this word will make you what it says because it has its own inherent power to perform exceedingly abundantly above listen when he told us of the plans he has to have for us he says I have good plans to make you prosper and not to harm you Uh huh. I know the thoughts that I have to add you let's read says the Lord thoughts of and not of to give you what do you expect that is your end he wants to give you unexpected eh, eh, eh. he wants to give you an ex what do you expect the bible says that your expectations shall not be cut short what do you expect do you expect to grow old poor with four children in a small house dilapidated and raining? no hallelujah The scriptures say that his expectation shall not be cut short. So God moves according to your expectation. So shall the knowledge of the wisdom unto thy soul. When thou has what? Found it. Then there shall be a reward and thy expectation shall not be. You, hey, what do you expect? How can you wake up in the morning and say How? How? Even if you have not paid. Hey, even if you have not paid. I suspect this child is going to be sent back for school fees. And then the child comes. And then you boss, yeah, I'm prophetic. The Lord spoke to me the whole morning. Shut up. <laughs> the moment you see a child being sent back, you say, I refuse you to send. I refuse you to send. That is my proportion of faith. I refuse you. One time a certain girl came from the university and told me, Apostle Grace, I failed to get too soon. I said, hey, so why? So they're giving out examination cards. And I can't get one because I don't have tuition. I told her, go for your examination card. (laughs) You don't understand. (laughs) Go Go for your examination card and call me when, not if, when you receive it. (laughs) After two hours, (laughs) Musumba, I'm going for papers. I told her, what did you expect? Ask what do you expect? I even fear expecting now. I fear expecting. Because things are happening too fast. That is why I told people, our counseling sessions are going to change. Somebody will go to a pastor for counseling, I'm going to Sumba. I don't know, I think I expected too much. Somebody just sweared $6 million on my accounting. Go not a technical canceling. So go on Chili, a lad there, never more For us every time we go to the presence of God We are taking problems Every day Every time we are No, no It's about time We go in the presence of God With expectation Knowing very well it shall not oh, 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 oh. I don't know what you're thinking But me I'm starting now to look at Somebody said devil Practice spitting spitting teeth they won't take a day. It's about your expectation. It can't. His business. Listen, God's business is simple. What do you expect? Me, my work is very clear. Your expectations are my plans. That presupposes the moment you start expecting, God start planning. The moment you start expecting, God start. When you expect, and the Bible says, and nothing they think. Not nothing they pray for, uh-uh. not nothing they fast for. No, he said that nothing they think shall be impossible with them, nothing which they shall be restrained from them, which they imagine. How can you tell me? nothing can be held back from me the moment I imagine it and then my processing faculty is entire on imagination why don't you just wake up in the morning and imagine on a crusade of 30,000 people Me, I told people that's the life I live I live a life of imagination you know, I walk out and I'm going to sit in my ML 330 over 320. You understand? Even when it's not ML. Even when it's not ML, I walk out and I'm thinking it. Then a woman comes to the office and says, Apostle, pray for me. I need to get married. And I want to ask her, who told you you're not? that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Walk married. Tell your neighbor, walk married. Ah, you don't understand. Walk like a rich man, you understand. The day you take your your pocket and and you don't see nothing, you don't walk like a you walk like you, you own the world. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? You start calling your PA. Joshua Oriwa, have you posted my checks? Are you hearing me? Tell your neighbor it's about your expectation. It's not about the government. It's about your expectation. It's not about your car. It's about your air. It's about your
1: expectation.
0: Even if you're in a one-roomed hostel. Walk in that one-roomed hostel like you're walking in a mansion. He says your expectation. Shall not be cut short. It shall not. If you're living in a flat house, like flat, one room. And you want a house which is storied. Go down the stairs. <laughs> the message Bible says If you are serious If you are serious About living this resurrected life He says Read Colossians 3:1, 1 1 2 3 let's go Act, you just act, act rich, act blessed, you act deep, you act so every time you get it. That's why I mean, the moment I wake up in the morning, first thing, camera lights, I open my eyes. Action. Pa. And then I put my leg down. The moment I put my leg down. I'm reciting the script. Hey. Tell your neighbor. <laughs> Hallelujah. So listen. I want to go. Now listen. I want to tell you something crazy. So I realized. That there are principles. Even if you ignore them. They'll still what? walk they'll still what walk when the bible says in thessalonians that we are bound in love in all knowledge and and wisdom and, and and judgment that we might examine the things most excellent that we might not have offense on the day of christ i have seen an offense with men who have not yet understood what it means to walk a life void of offense toward God in conscience. You see, when I define the conscience, the conscience is a place, like I said, in you which knows. The conscience is not the place in your soul which believes. Uh-uh. The conscience is not the place in your, in your soul which hopes. The conscience is the place in your soul which knows. It is the place where with the soul is established. The place where God pushes you past hope and faith to knowledge. When Paul walks with God for a certain time, he has a certain boldness that can make him say statements as crazy as we are persuaded of greater things which accompany salvation. He says, brethren, we are persuaded of greater things which accompany salvation. We are persuaded of better things. This is not faith. We are persuaded. We... eh, eh, we know. It's one thing to say I believe I'm going to get a car or I believe I'm going to succeed. It's another when you know you're going to succeed. Now the contradiction is a place of men whose consciences believe what they ought to know. That's offense. The place where the man's conscience believes what it ought to know That's offense. That's offense. That is offense to believe what you ought to know. Because God wants your conscience to be settled in what you know. That means you're past believing that you're going to be a success. You know you're going to be a success. The dealings of God with you is not the fight of faith. No, it's the rest of knowledge. So when he tells Timothy that fight the good fight of faith That's okay Lay hold of eternal life That's okay But when Timothy lays hold of eternal life He no longer has the fight of faith He now has the rest of knowledge Because with knowledge comes rest With knowledge comes rest With knowledge comes rest What you know rests you That's why assurance has come after rest Be rest assured (laughs) And we shall do this. Hallelujah. Now there's a Christian whose conscience is in the direction of faith. And he has become indifferent to the operating of the life of God in their spirit. Because they are indifferent to the planes where faith works. Faith does not work in the wisdom plane. Faith works in the earthly plane. It's not bad to have faith. Are you hearing me? It's only bad when your faith is not based on knowledge. It is one thing when they bring somebody before you and you're sure they're going to be healed. It's another when you just believe they're going to be healed. I don't really understand what I'm trying to tell you. It's one thing when you enter a class lecture or, or an exam and you're sure you know you've passed. It's another when you are believing. It's like the other day someone came and told me, Apostle, I'm believing for healing. I told her, darling, we are going to bury you. Yes, yes. I t- Apostle, what is wrong with believing God for healing? I told her, look, people are dying because of Isaiah 53 verse 4. People are dying because of that scripture that's what is killing them he was born out of griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did a steam stricken, smiting of God and afflicted verse 5 uh-huh. but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with these stripes we are healed are healed meaning we fall sick, you get healed we fall sick, we get healed we fall sick, we get healed so the Christian lives a life of expecting sickness and healing tree of both good knowledge of good and evil the Amplified says, blessing and calamity. They are eating of that tree. But it was quoted in Isaiah, yes, Isaiah was not speaking from a life new. He was not ministering from a lively hope. The Bible says now we have obtained a lively hope. Our hope is a life. It is a life. We partook of the tree of life, not the tree of blessing and calamity. We don't live with the expectation of you know people like that life. The wrong lines of the gospel. You know you might be rich but even tomorrow you can wake up when you're poor. Apostle Grace Apostle Grace Lubega. Put your name also. Apostle Grace Lubega doesn't expect that. It's not in my definitions of expectations. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to say because the hope we've been begotten unto. He says we've begotten us again unto a lively hope. That means that may the men before the Christ could not have a lively hope because they needed a certain life. Now, that's why when Peter came in the seventh scripture, First Peter 2, 4, 2.24, he says, yeah, 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 yeah. he that knew no sin became sin, that we being dead unto sins we should live unto righteousness. By his stripes, he says, ye were You're not, You are not caught. Do you understand? In fact, Peter even forgot he was ever sick. And he told people, You the Sibirim. To comfort you, you were. You know me, I already know. That's what Peter is saying. No man living in First Peter two twenty-four can come and say, I am sick. And no man living in First Peter two twenty four, even though you feel pain in your body, can come and say, "I am believing God for." How can you believe God for what is already done? The dog is tossing its tail. Somebody selling milk to the cow. How? 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 He says, "By whose shirt ye wear." That means even if you feel, wake up in the morning and you feel pain, you look at us and say. Ha, 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 ha. What are you doing? <laughs> then you wake up in the morning and beg. Are you hearing me? I don't fall sick. I don't fall sick. I don't. Not I I don't. I don't. It, it's not in my nature. It's not in my DNA. Somebody to say Apostle Grace tells people, see my, they can't fall sick. It's not Apostle Grace. It's First Peter 2:24. <laughs> The miracle of divine health is working in your life. Yes, it's working in your life. Yes, it's working in your life. Your healing was purchased many years ago. You're the healed of the Lord. When the prophet saw it, he says, none in Zion shall say, I am sick, none. He didn't say I won't feel pain, no. But God is looking for that Christian who can feel headache and then he also gives headache a headache give stomach ache a stomach ache give cancer a cancer I am sick I am believing God for healing tell your neighbor I have divine health it is my portion in this life in the name of Jesus I don't fall sick I don't know sickness and sickness doesn't know me in the name of Jesus So, when you are in that kind of knowledge, now have you seen that there's one which is believing for healing when there is the one which knows they were healed? So where is the offense? The offense is a place where a man is believing for what they ought to know. You see, let me tell you something. The Lord has been speaking to me something very sensitive. eh? Very, very sensitive lately. Some of you have traveled to Arab nations, okay? UAE, Dubai, Qatar, eh? Doha. You've been those places, eh? Eh? I thought you were going to say no. But I don't have a passport. The Bible says you have an from on high. You know Doha. You know all things. You know all things. So, those of you who traveled, put up your hands. Thank can you, do you realize you look like you're lying? You look like I didn't say you are. Listen. I started to study. I started to study certain patterns. Eh, in the gospel. And something caught my heart. And it had to push me to a place of praying. Now I know why Paul's prayer is that men will see. What is the fellowship of his mystery. Not that men will see their cars and jobs and money and husbands. No. That they will see what is the fellowship? What is the fellowship? What is that place where his mystery is koinoneered? Do you understand? He wants to know what is the fellowship? Let me explain this. The Lord spoke to me about Ishmael, Abraham Ishmael. Remember? and I always ask myself what is it that Ishmael carries that the seed of Isaac stays indifferent to? what is it because it seems as though Abraham comes to God and he makes a prayer and he says oh that Ishmael might live before you this was a prayer Abraham okay, Abraham comes to God and God he tells God oh that Ishmael might live before you. This is a prayer. Do you understand? Because he knows Ishmael can die. He's not part of the promise. He says, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. He didn't say, Father, we first thank you for today. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for the food. We worship you. You know when you are going to pray, you follow the line of act. What? Eh? Act. A for adoration. You first adore God see for confession now confess your sinners thanksgiving if it's a tea now you thank him supplication is now make us so all of you if you want to pray you follow the mode of <laughs> that is why some of us who have a rimaland we don't know how to hilete. Because when we read the book of Acts, we realize it doesn't end. It doesn't have an amen to it. It's still going on. Hallelujah. So he says, all oh, that Ishmael might what? Might leave. Now, look at the language of God. Eh? Next verse. And God said, this is a prayer. Eh? Imagine somebody said, all oh, that Ishmael might leave. And God said, uh, next verse. Sarah, your wife... <laughs> Please pass me that pen. The teeth in the living room. <laughs> you see the language, eh? He says, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. He's my business. <laughs> the other guy ain't. Okay? And thou shalt call his name. And I will what? Establish my covenant with him. For an everlasting covenant. And with this seed after him. Next verse. And as for Ishmael, the guy you asked for first, how can how can Isaac worry? How can Isaac lose sleep? I don't know whether I'll make it tomorrow. I don't know whether I'll be rich. I have struggled a lot. You know, we have generational curses. Says now you're born again. Your generation is Paul, Peter, James, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Hezekiah. There are no demons there. Anyway, he says, he says, he says, but as for Ishmael, he says, I have had thee. actually Ishmael. Every testimony and portion of Ishmael is unanswered prayer. That Abraham made. Do you understand? They are not working. No, they are in answered prayer. They are under grace. You just don't understand. (laughs) They they, they, they don't need to work. No. Isaac Seed is the one working most. You go in Saudi Arabia, you find little boys which are earning like $70,000 a month because they have, they, they call them sponsors. You know, you can't, work, you can't work in Saudi Arabia without a man they call a sponsor. How many know that? And that sponsor is responsible to say, I am the one sponsoring him. Yet you're the one working. And you are entitled to paying him a monthly Amount to say he sponsors you. You understand? You have to... If you're earning a $1,000... You have to send him like 300 or $200. He's my... Sponsor. What does he sponsor? Just his car hand over you. Covering. Covering. Thank you. Covering. Covering. Because the name Lot represents covering. You realize Lot... The Bible says, when Abraham got cattle, Lot got cattle. God didn't call Lot. Lot was just in covering. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Do you get my point? So, they say they have sponsors. They have to sponsor you. Then a guy has many sponsors, and then he can earn like $70,000. And then the guy just wakes up in the morning, drives his nice car, parks in a shopping mall, shops, goes back home on PlayStation 3. Marries a wife. His children grow up when they don't see daddy working, but he's rich. You understand? Then the Christian child is saying to me, not that working is bad. (laughs) Not that working is. Even me, I worked. Even you, you work. I also work. We all do. You understand? But the church has to leave the money trail and get into papa's trail. That you can drive a car as a taxi by purpose, not for money. Because he said he shall supply all your needs according to his riches. Not your salary from the taxi. So want to get to a point where a taxi driver is worth $2 million but is driving a taxi. Because God told him every time you drive that taxi you will be preaching the gospel. Anyways. I realize this that these guys live that life, and they die without working, and they are rich. Ishmael, you get my point? And then Isaac is what? And he says, and as for he said, as for Ishmael, I have what had you? Behold, I have blessed him. I will make him, I will multiply exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he and I'll make him a great now that's what I'm saying how can God tell Ishmael he's going to be a great nation and Isaac thinks he's going to be a great nation can I I? listen if your father tells you I'm going to give your house boy a great inheritance (laughs) what about you how much more so, Isaac's seed is not a great people. It's a people greater than great. That is why the Bible says that Abraham grew so great until he was very great. As if God didn't know how to put it. He says the man, Isaac, Abraham, they grew, the guy says he grew, became very great. He, he works great and went forward and grew until he became very. As if there was no way he can make it great. So the mind of conqueror more than conqueror is God doesn't. Do you understand? You are more than a conqueror by Christ who strengthens you. Now, this is what happens. So when I studied that, I realized okay, if if, if that man doesn't worry about food, bananga should sleep. If he stays awake, I should sleep. Are you hearing me? Do you understand me? Now, I saw this concept and I realized, okay. I said, God, what's up? And, and I started to realize, I started a pattern that in Genesis 21, 20 is where that pattern was. Genesis 21, 20. That is where the pattern was. God never left Ishmael. He wasn't of the promise, but he never left him period. He wasn't of the promise, but he never what? He never left him. The scripture says, and God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. Uh-huh. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord was with the Lord. Listen, if you can read the Old Testament dispensation, the Bible says that they walked in the wilderness. Are you hearing me? Just being with God. And Shekinah, by the way, not Doxa. I'm talking of a glorious Shekinah. His manifested presence among them. Para moving around them. You understand what I'm telling you? It was enough to keep their shoes fresh and clothes. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about when I say presence of God. You understand what I'm telling you? That even a cloth that is supposed to grow old, God refuses to grow old. Even that shoe that should run out because you're step on it, God frustrates friction. I... <laughs> and <laughs> he says, and I've led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxen old upon you and thy shoes is not waxen old upon thine feet. I don't know whether you understand what it means. So- <laughs> How can you, if, if they entered wilderness with a brand new shoe, they spend 40 years starving on it, and nothing happens. Glory! That he even minds the heel of your foot. What should happen in the promised land? Uh, what should happen in the promised land if my shoe is not waxing old? What should happen in the promised land if my clothes are not wearing out in the wilderness? Imagine 40 years. 40 years Somebody's in the wilderness for 25 years But when you look at their shirt It's as though it's from a, new, a shop It's brand new It's brand new You get my point Somebody entered the wilderness And ate too much manna And became fat And they still also expand And say okay I will adjust to your size And they don't have the way their living souls just with a promise but the presence of God can keep their countenance how much more mystery hid from the ages past now revealed presence in us Christ the hope of glory what used to keep their clothes and shoes is inside you how can you be sick if it can care for a shoe sickness should not be a problem I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying I'm talking of God being with a man Ishmael stayed with a man I mean God stayed with Ishmael God stayed with Ishmael he never left he never left but our old Negro people are pass me not oh gentle say if you not getting on a sling, you're white. Our oh, Oisma it again, Anga. this Israel was not left, oh.
1: yes. 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 Hola
0: Tell your neighbor that is offense toward God. That is offense toward God. Stand if those old Negroes, which were got in slave trade, can, can see God left them because they see circles on them and they say, It seems God has left us. Come by here, it's come by here. Come by here, my Lord. Come by here. Someone is lacking feet. Israel is just. Tell you neighbor that is offense. The princes are walking. Servants are on horses. The princes are walking. And the servants are what? The Bible says the error was with the ruler. The error wasn't with the government. Leave the government alone. How can princes walk? How can princes walk and servants sit on horses? So the people which are supposed to serve you, are serving on are on horses, and you which are supposed to be served, your wife. He says, "I've seen servants upon." This was a vision. The man was walking in the spirit, and he says, "Ah? I have seen servants upon horses and priests walking as servants." Oh. Ecclesiastes 6 verse one. He says, I have seen an evil disease common among men. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun. You understand? And it is common among Amen. men. He says, A man to whom God has given riches, wealth owner, so that he wanted nothing for his soul and all that there. Yet God giveth him not the power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. This is vanity. It's an evil disease. Some of you need a spiritual drip. disease. How? How? Their God is visiting. Ishmael's God is with him. He even refuses to worship the God. And God still stays. Why? That I may establish the covenant I made with your forefathers. He wants to leave the Arabian guys and then he remembers, oh, I promised Abraham. Then he clings. They are looking at a black box, but it's still with them. <laughs> and the Christian every Sunday is pushed and taught that God is not with you. Every day they have been separated. The Bible says they have been alienated from the life which is God of God through the darkening, which through the, 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 the darkening of their understanding, because of the hardness of their heart. They walk in the vanity of their mind. The Bible says that they walk without wisdom, and none of them has knowledge. And now the foundations of the world are out of course. For I have said that ye are gods. But you die like me, amen. It is too painful to even imagine. Do you know how church has labored to put God up there and ask him? He's up there. Holy guru yesu. Holy wa guru. No. No. I do no. want know? I do want know? He has never left you. He said he even had to tell them I will never leave you no for how can you ask him not to pass by you're preaching your spirit in worship and, uh, and then someone says we'll come back from that worship. they were killing themselves literally When you enter a meeting and people are weeping, and people are asking themselves, Why is not God moving in our generation? They don't see God. God says, okay, since to you I'm, I'm away, let me be with Ishmael. I cling with Ishmael. Who doesn't? The Bible says he, he, he came to those which sought him not. The Bible says it. It says he came to those which sought him not. Let me tell you something. When God stayed with Ishmael, there's one thing I realized. Isaac stayed with a blessing. Ishmael stayed with the principle that is where the problem is and that is why when you study the Muslim culture they are so rich in biblical principles than Christians you see let me tell you let me let me just give you an example if you go on the internet for example can read about a boy they call Stefan Baboski Stefan Babrowski was raised around Poland. And one time his mother was pregnant of Stefan, close to birth, and a lion ate the father when Babrowski is watching. Are hear you hearing me? She produced a boy. Babowski started to grow hair. And he grew hair. Until the whole face was full of hair and he started to look like a lion. Do you understand? He started to look like a lion because when his mother screamed when they were eating the father, those effects drew a picture to Baboski what was happening in the outside world, and that's how serious it is with children when they're in our womb when they're just born. Do you understand? The I was watching, I was listening to the documentary they were talking about on radio. And they were saying that they studied about 10,000 women which had deaf children and they realized that 90% of those children which were deaf had fathers which were abusing their wives when they were pregnant. So when children enter this world they don't want to hear negative energy because God has not created the, the human being to listen to negative stuff. Are you hearing me? Now, I need somebody who has a serious Muslim. Huh? You Come. If you are a Muslim, I need to ask you this. When a child is born, what does the Quran teach? What is the Quran and the Hadith teaching of a child when they are born? What do they do? They first have uh, the Adan, eh? Adan and, and the Ikama. Yeah. Now, the Adan and the Ikama, okay? These are calls to prayer, okay? They recite the Adan in the right ear and recite the Ikama in the left. You get my point? And the, Ikama, the Adan says, uh huh. Allah, akbar, arahu Allah, akbar, Allah, 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 akbar. Allah is great. Allah, Allah is great. Uh-huh. Ashadu Anna. Ilaha illallah. Ashadu Anna. Muhammad Rasulullah. A- <toddia> Listen. <laughs> well, the first thing when the child comes to this life. They tell him Allah is great. Allah is great. Ashadu Anna. Ilaha illallah. There is no God greater than Allah. Ashadu Anna. Muhammad Rasulullah. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, is it? And uh-huh. what is the next line? Yeah? Uh-huh. Wait. <laughs> okay, they say it twice. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Continue with the Adan. You understand? I need another Muslim who really understands the Adan. You come. Uh-huh. After Hayya al-Salat, right? Yeah. What is the next line?
1: Hayya al-Al-Fala. Allah.
0: In fact, the, the Arabic word for Adan means hear. Listen. If, if you have just come in the world, this is the first thing you should hear. God is great. There is none like Allah. Muhammad is his messenger. Come and worship. Hayya al Hayal al-Salat and then Hayal okay. Hasten to worship. In fact, it's Hasten. Come quickly to worship. But what does Hayal mean? Hasten. Hasten to success. That's the meaning. Hayal salat Hurry to pray. Hasten to prayer. Hayal Hasten to success. Come to success. So when a Muslim kid is going to pray, they enter prayer successful, they come into success. <laughs> do you understand? When they do like this, they, they, they start to see success. You know, I started in a Muslim school, so I know those things very well. They tell him Muhammad is the messenger, Allah is the greatest. Hust them to prayer, hasten to success. You get my point? That's the first words that are recited in their right ear. Then the ikamat is also, it's also like they are done. Except that the last words change. In one of the in one of the lines of the ikamat, because it's recited inside, they say prayer begins now. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? But when they're outside, they tell them, Sala As in prayer is better than sleep. This kid has just come in the world, they don't even understand anything. Allah is God, Muhammad is his messenger prayer is deeper than sleep come to worship because this is the worshiping way come to success so when a guy is going to pray he's entering success when Christians are going to pray they're taking their burdens he said come to me who are heavy laden and born again when you became born again, you rested. You don't take... No! You don't take your burdens. Your burdens are lifted at Calvary. He says, take ye of my yoke. For it is light. It is light. For example, the scripture says be anxious about nothing. The Arabic culture believes that if anything happens to you that is bad, it is either a place where God wants to elevate you or a place where there is something you don't know. That's how the Arabs believe. That's how the Arabs believe. Be anxious about nothing. They believe is something wrong happens to you. Either there's something you don't know, you need to seek to know, or God wants to elevate you. So they seek knowledge. I don't know you understand what I'm trying to tell you. In the Arabic culture, for example, do you know that in the richest Arabic culture, eh, you're not allowed to even confess anything bad. They can't say, I have cancer. Arabs don't say it. When they have cancer and the doctor says, you have cancer, they come and say, I have that disease. They can't call it cancer because they know what you call, you give power. So their children are raised to know that whatever you speak, you give power. You can't wake up and say, I'm sick. No, you say, I am rich. I am blessed. They don't believe in negative talk. But you can find negative token, worship and prayer, veils beyond. The Bible says, every time the Moses is ready, this veil covers, you find an intercessor He says you are the child of the Most High God. somebody's always I'm nothing without you why do you keep reminding him why did he even change it and join you I'm nothing without you I'm nothing without you why did he come in you okay now you're with him I'm something with you God you I'm singing. that is why when the apostle Paul is changed from Damascus translated by God he goes preaching Jesus is Lord. The spirit tells him, "Oh, the civil line of Jerusalem forgot the principles, got to Arabia. God took Paul to Arabia. He says and when I reached Arabia, no man taught me this gospel. Because when he goes to Saudi Arabia, he starts to look at the principles working in guys' lives. I used to ask, why Arabia? Why not somewhere else? unicornia molestia or cappadocia or laodicea no listen let's read but when it pleased god who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace are you hearing me to reveal his son in me that i might preach him among the heathen immediately i conferred not with flesh and blood because they are revelation neither went i up to jerusalem today which were apostles before me but i went to He started to learn Christ in the Arabs he looked at the principles when he comes back he realizes the Arabs live under grace because they are entirely living by the promise God made to Abraham that he shall live before me, and he says I shall make him a great nation even if in that nation the seed of Ishmael is a thief the promise on Ishmael supersedes and transcends and superabounds above even the thief boy. Because he's looking to his word to fulfill it. That is why he says, Oh, he giveth us power to make wealth that he might establish the covenant that we made with our forefathers. This has nothing to do with you. That is why when, when Paul looks at Arabia, he knows that even though they are practicing the law, God is dealing with them under grace. You didn't understand. Even though they are practicing Sharia law, God is dealing with them under grace because they are simply relying on the promise God made to that boy. The word He spoke in Genesis twenty-one twenty that He was with the boy. Now, I realize the New Testament dispensation has removed the weeds and put the in. God is not with you; He's in you. In him, you live. Move and have your own being. He now resides. Great mystery. You are now in Christ and one with him. How can you worry about tomorrow? How can you be stressed about what your boss says? Your cousin says, your family lives, we are poor. Who even told you you belong to that family anymore? That is why the moment you you give birth, also you go to your child. Go to the ear of your little boy and tell him, Great is the mystery of godliness, for he was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by the angels, preached on the world. He was believed on, and he went up in glory. That is the Jesus you serve. The Alpha and the Omega. The present and the future. He's your beginning and the end. He's your essence of days. He's the darling of heaven. You can only worship him. Be fruitful. Multiply. subdue the earth. Replenish it. But today, when our people give birth to children, we just bring flowers. Baby, sour. The moment the Muslim child starts to wake up to know. He remembers the first words that were spoken to him. A shouting in the air. He says, I heard that when I came in the world. This is of this world. When I entered the world, this is the voice that welcomed me. How can you just get that guy and tell him, Sumanya, Jesus died. Believe in Jesus. What? Where was he when I entered the world? If Christians, you have to be serious about your children. Kids are 13 years and we are painting Batman on them. Sumanya, Ben 10. You understand? In Saudi Arabia, when a child is 15 years old, they literally know almost three quarters of the Quran. Our kids can't even quote scripture. We are painting. paints on them. Robert, Robert. No! When you're at home, you call your boy and tell him, Jason, come and sit down. I want us to recite Genesis in the beginning. God! You don't eat supper until Peter sits. I don't give you nothing until James goes in your system. Why? Because the words that he speaks to you, they are spirits. And their life, for the spirit quickeneth, and the flesh profiteth nothing. But for you telling your children, you even lying to them. With tooth fairy, a tooth fairy it's going to give you money. No, may I tell my nieces, remove tooth, I pay you. Remove tooth, I pay you. No tooth fairy, no angel, no no mouse. hallelujah. That is why I fear for the generation of the next children coming. Mama, 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 Your children and grandchildren, they'll be prophesying at five, laying hands on the sick at six, raising the dead at eight in the name of Jesus. The moment your child is born, put a mystery speak in her life if your mother you lay hands on a private part and you tell her you can't until you're married, you can't you can't you can't not you shall not no that's the law, you can't you don't, we are not of them which draw back to but we are of them which believe to the serving of the soul. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Listen. Listen. Let me tell you this and finish. My, my mom told me a story last week. She got my niece who was very sick, Vania. And she felt so sick. And my mom told me this kid started to kick and her eyes went up. And when her eyes went up the kid lied stiff on the bed and the doctor who was putting a drip on the child feared and walked out of the room because he didn't want to see this child die. It was a very, the doctor started literally shaking. My mom is an evangelist daughter who has seen God. She entered the room are you hearing me? When this girl was you understand? Oh, Steve. And she said, I went to that child. I told her, Vanya, you can't die. I can't bury you. You don't understand me. And people are outside here. And they're saying, who is this woman saying? And then she shouts more. Vanya, I am talking to you. You're shaking, but I'm talking to you. Don't ignore me. Answer me. I said, you can't
1: die. I said, I can't bury you. I told God. I don't bury my children.
0: I don't bury my grand. Vanya, I am talking. The kid God. back. <coughs> Because that's who we are. Vanya listen to the grandmother and sobered up. No parent will bury their child in the name of Jesus. No parent will bury their grandchildren in the name of Jesus. It was not a promise and it's never going to be our portion. Somebody get to your feet. speak in other tongues. we can't fail we don't fail we're not weak we're not poor people we're not disadvantaged people we're not disgruntled people nothing shall fail us somebody speak in your life god is in you he's not with you only now he's in you he's in you he's in you that's the good news he's in you get a bit angry at the devil god is in you god is in you hey re ba 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 can we pray for you what is the pain is it painful we want to pray for you that you don't walk with this stick anymore we are praying for you right now God is healing that leg right now God is healing that leg right now. A stick, yeah. I could
1: walk, but not fast. You had pain, yes.
0: Now you're okay, yes.
1: Now you can walk without a stick, yes.
0: Hallelujah. What had happened to you? I thought maybe a shoe had to me that was well back in September. So, why did you come with this stick? Wanted? Why did you come with a stick? I because I might fall down. But, weren't you what, what I'm saying is. You might fall down, why? Were you feeling pain or you just brought the stick for my dad and you said, let me just walk. Uh-huh, tell us. I was feeling a lot of pain. A lot of pain? Uh, this whole leg, was painful. Now, how are you feeling? For some three days, I couldn't sleep. You couldn't sleep for three days. Now, how are you feeling? I'm okay. You, you don't feel pain? <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You may go and sit. You take it back to the doctor and tell the doctor that you're not a son of terror (laughs) let her take back her stick to the doctor (laughs) and tell the doctor I went for Fanero (laughs) Hallelujah and if you're sick of any kind, God is healing you right now in the name of Jesus I decree, let me speak upon your life as we finish you are a success you are a blessed story Everything you touch shall be changed. God increases and works as great in you. God is breaking every and smashing everything around you that opposes his name. He's exalting you above everything. He's uplifting you above your enemies. He's working in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. The wealth of the world is being poured out in your hands in the name of Jesus. God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I want you to give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Finero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466